back to The Villager's Voice. I'm Rachel. And I am Chris. And I feel like I just have to address this, even though I know this is just a podcast. This is like a moment when, like, I'm like, we should have a video podcast. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So this episode's going up kind of late, so we apologize, but... The reason is because I've I've had like a terrible migraine all day. And so I'm sitting here with one of those like, you know, those head ache like eye packs that just are like cold. Yeah. yeah. So I'm literally recording this blindfolded. I my I know my audio is OK because like I position my mic, but like if I feel like I can't move because I'm afraid <laughs> I'm going to like move away <laughs> from the mic. Just, like touched your foot or something. Please you'll, don't. You'll never know. <laughs> this is a very sensory experience I'm having right now on this podcast. So <laughs> anyway, sorry for going up late. Well, it's just like a sinus thing. You know, let's just hop right into the bulletin board. Yes. All right. So since Rachel is blindfolded, I will be reading both the birthdays and the fact this week. <laughs> um, this week's birthdays include Tybalt, Alice, Lopez, Wart Jr., oh. Rolf, KK, as in our wow. boy KK Slider. Sir. Nana, Jacob, Nan, and Tipper. I gotta say, I watched a video the other day of Wart Jr. being involved, and every day <laughs> I think about how I don't have him on my island and how I need him. Frog Island, when? I, I know. I like, know. should I just say fuck it and just make it a Frog Island minus Dom? <sighs> But like, like I keep there's Dom. Zucker and Rold, your original boy. I know. You know, it's like but the like, sentimentality okay. of keeping Rold around is like so much. I know, but like at the end of the day, I could make amiibos, and I think I have Zucker's amiibo because I think Taryn made me his amiibo. Yeah, yeah. So I, I might even have Rold already, but like either way, we can make them too. The so. only one I can do is Dom. Yeah. And I I cannot bear to part with him. It took me forever to be able to find him. And he's, Nintendo. I think he's my favorite character. As we said last week, you're going to give us those uh, files at least to make the Amiibos for them. Uh, they'll never do that. They'll never do it. But anyway, I should I do a Frog Island? Please discuss on our Discord. <laughs> the invite to our Discord is in our uh, description. description and on our Twitter yep. and stuff. Uh, and then the fact for this week is, was it was titled, Who is Chip? So... Uh, Chip is from the previous games you used to run the fishing tourney. It's now CJ. Um, and it says, well, he's not a beaver. The fishing tourney host Chip is definitely designed to look like one, but beavers eat plants exclusively. And Chip has been seen gulping down fish like a champ because like the fishing tourney. So is he whole, like an otter? The whole shtick behind it was that. He eats your fish. Uh, he eats your fish, and he's running the fishing tournament, so that way everybody will get him fish so he can eat them all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then they said, so to be more accurate, Chip appears to be some sort of beaver slash otter hybrid. I feel like he's like a sea otter. Because, like, he looks absolutely just like a beaver. But, like, okay, that's the thing about me. Um, um, what? <laughs> <laughs> me too. No. <laughs> like, I honestly, for the longest time, I thought they were all the same animal. I feel like I've definitely seen a sea otter eat a fish. A little anchovy I moment. I think you're right about that. It's just, what is he? Because he just looks so much like a beaver. But they that's what I'm saying, is that they look very similar. It's just that one's got that big paddle tail. So I don't yeah. know. We, we will never know. I'll suspend my belief, because literally all these animals have fucking clothing. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> I guess <laughs> they're not acting like themselves. You'll, you'll just never know. Maybe he decided to be a carnivore. You know, the vegetarian life wasn't for him yeah. as a beaver. So that's the fact for this week. And now let's go on to the old horizon hacks. 
So this week's Horizon Hack is about flowers. So did you all know that when you plant flowers on the sand, now this is specifically the sand that's just like actually on your beach. This is not a sand path, okay? Because those act completely different. I don't know why. I do not know the science behind it. We just discussed how a beaver is eating fish. So you know what? Anything Logic's out the window, yeah. Logic is gone. Um, But when you plant the flowers on the sand that's on your actual beaches, um, they will not grow. So that means that when it rains and it technically waters the flowers or if you watered them yourself or your villager did it, whatever, they will not like continue to grow and there won't be new ones popping up, which is why when I had Operation Flower Overhaul, I put all my flowers on my beach so that I wouldn't have them keep spreading with all of the rain because it was just becoming a nightmare for me. I had too many flowers. Yeah. Honestly, still do. I think that is a common problem in the community. Flowers, they spawn pretty fast. So the hack is that if you plant flowers at different stages of their growth cycle, you can get different effects. So like say you like the look of just like the stems themselves when you pluck the flower heads and there's just green, there's not even like a little peak of the color of the flower. Yeah. You could plant those on your beaches and it can give you an effect that you might want. But say you want the little buds, like say you just want that little pop of little pink or something. I don't know. Because I've seen, I don't know which flower it is that's plucked. But the buds, they, they're they red and they look like strawberries. Huh. So people have been doing that maybe as like a, a way. Maybe like a red mum, maybe? I don't, yeah, I'd have to look it up. But like, there's just some creative things that I've seen in that way. Oh, well, hyacinths definitely are that yeah. pointy bud. I don't know, though. So on the similar vein, um, you can, I'll just give you two. Because why not? Uh, chopping down trees, you can chop them at multiple stages in their growth cycle. So you can get a stump that is a very thin stump oh. and not just like the uh, Big, the final thicky. form and then chopping it down. It's like, like the first day is going to be like a little sprout. You can't chop that. But then when it actually gets to be like a tree, it's I think it's like the step before it's fully grown. Mm-hmm. You can, when it's still small. Yeah, you can chop that, and then it will just be a smaller stump. I never that knew that. It just gives you a different effect. Can you place an object on it? You know don't what? Know I don't think that. you can place objects on stumps. And I got to say, that would be so cool if you could, because I feel like that would be a very cute effect for decorating, especially for, like, the cottage core bitches. Oh, yeah, cottage you know? core. But I wanted to say, circling back to Miss Flowers in the Sand... When you're planting flowers in sand that you made yourself, so say you're using the terraforming path tool and you use the sand. I did that before because I was not happy with the dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Like the dirt is too dark and I was trying to go for that like beachy moment. So I remember I had a flower garden that was made with the sand. It was my hybrid garden. And when I watered them or it rained, they still did grow. Um, mm-hmm. And like they would come back if I like accidentally like plucked them or something. So it is different. The science has evolved <laughs> when it's Who not on the beach. Not sure why. That, you know, the, I've seen a lot of people be like, my flowers are overgrown. I have so many flowers. Um, like in the previous games, you would trample flowers accidentally. Who knew that that was helping in some ways like do i want them to ever be as fragile as they are in the gamecube version because like in the gamecube version if you dig it up it's just gone you can't like pocket it and i guess that's how it's always been like i don't think you could ever dig them up it was like once they were planted i think you can move them like you can dig them up and move them i don't remember if you could in new leaf i i would have to play it again but 
they've never been to this advance, but the fact that you can't kill them unless you like shovel them and throw them away or sell them. Yeah. Does cause a flower overlord issue. <laughs> Oh my I feel God. like I'm a different person underneath this mask right now. You really are. I have it's a totally like, different mentality recording this. Who were this. you before you put on the mask? Truly, we do not know. <laughs> okay, so that's all the Horizon hacks we have this week, but we got a lot to talk about in the old Nook's cranny. So, for the cranny this week, we have a couple of things that we want to talk about. First, we just want to shout out some videos made by Nick Haw on YouTube, and we can like tweet these with this episode. Um, they did another quality of life update, like fake Nintendo direct. You might've seen like they've, they did one a while ago that was styled as like a fake Nintendo direct. It looks very well done. It was so well done and it was just quality of life updates. They did one now post wave two summer update. And there's just a lot in there that I think was very well done. And I would highly recommend watching it to get ideas for like what maybe could happen um, in the future, they bring up a lot of things that are they are just truly quality of life updates. It's not like they're trying to kill like some of the like charm of it being an Animal Crossing game where it's just like get rid of characters like don't even have Orville and just be like, let me just fucking fly and shit like that. You know, it's just like right. simple things that make it a little bit easier. There's like a halfway point here. So they yeah. did a really good job with that. Do I think that we'll ever get rid of certain things that I feel like they intentionally put in the game no, because no, 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 no. of whatever. Like I think of crafting multiple items at once. But then in the quality of life video, it was like, say you're crafting an item and then you know you're going to immediately customize it. As it stands right now, you craft the item, then you got to be like, I'm done crafting. And then you got to go back into it and go like to customize. And so then it could be like, you craft the item and then do you want to customize this? And then you go in if you have like juice in your inventory. You know what I mean? So something like that like makes sense, but I don't think we're ever going to get like, Oh, she crafted five bait at once. No, I just can't see it happening. They Um, also like, just to call out some of the ones that they had that I've never thought of before. They had the idea of like, and your DIYs, if you wanted to build something, you could tag it as like, I am trying to build this right now. And then what would show up when you're out of the menu, just playing the game is like in the corner, it would show like a, uh, oh, like a counter blank out of five sticks and blank out of five iron and stuff like that. And like, it would be a counter as to how much you had on you right now. And like, you could know how much more resources you needed to collect to build the things that you were interested in building, which I think is a super smart idea. There were a lot of ideas in there that were really smart. Some of them we've obviously talked about on the show before. But some of them were new. You know, having something like at the Nook Mile terminal to be able to add multiple Nook Mile tickets at once instead of just one. Like, things like that were all like, yes, please give me her. But I would highly recommend watching it. I love these fan-made videos. Um... I, I think it shows that there's a there's a big passion in this community, as we know. Like there's so, so many of y'all on the Discord and that watch us on Twitch and stuff and listen to this podcast that are all so passionate about this game and just want to have some things like to see it do better and like to see it have like some of these changes because you just care about it. And they've you know? clearly like the passion has allowed them to hear this feedback and then add things, like I said, with the um, the Able Sisters the, is a the prime glitch, example. Yeah, the, the photo-taking glitch and the Able Sisters, 
who knows if they're going to add something else that we've talked about recently that has become a thing, you know? Maybe they are, like I said, maybe they are planning on adding the star trees as an item, maybe in Christmas. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and that's why they're getting rid of the glitched items. Or maybe the fence that's at Harvey's Island, maybe they're going to add it as a thing. They'll do some sort of, like, random special event for Harvey, and then you get a DIY from him, and it's his fence that's on his island. Because mm. it is weird that there's, like, a prop on his island that, like, you can't get anywhere else. And then there's other things. It makes things. me think of, like, the the in sims 4 how you can get like the debug items which is like all the items in the world that you don't have access to you know because i guess like technically if we're going down that route there's things in resident services that i would love to decorate with like fucking isabel's little uh flower pot that she's got with the little tulips and stuff and like they're you know some of the office furniture and stuff would be cool to have other places and i mean let's just Maybe we'll finally get those white fences we saw in the fucking direct. <laughs> I mean, God, can you Whoa, imagine? Don't be, don't be absurd. If that, if they don't <laughs> allow us to ever Customize custom paint the, color, yeah. the fences, I just feel like that's such a weird thing to not allow you to do when you can like literally take something that's supposed to be handmade from mom and you can customize that. But if you think about it, like, you know, the, if you think of like that basic wooden fence that we have, and then you think about the fact that we build like uh, the soft wood, like the tool or the, oh my God, the toys. And then like you use that little toy block thing to build all the block furniture. Mm-hmm. And then you're just painting it. It's like you're painting wood, you know, essentially that's what you're doing there. And so that would be I mean, the same I'm thinking thing for about a fence. The, it's like you painting a fence. The swing, you know, there's different yeah. wood colors. Like the dresser, that's just like the classic wood dresser. You can make it like blue and green and all these things. So it's yeah. like. Just let me paint a fence. Just let us paint. If a I fence. can paint the outside of my house, you know. Again, I just feel like that could all just somehow be wrapped up into a Cyrus-related update because he's like the handyman. True. You know, it's just I don't know how or when, but I just feel like that's what they could do and might try to implement. So you know, with that little quality of life tangent, I think I want to go into the main thing that we wanted to talk about, which is the phenomenon of brands in Animal Crossing. Yes. And like Animal Crossing as a platform for advertising. Yeah. It is something that I did not see coming at all. We did not know what this game was going to be like. And it's just interesting to take a look at like what's happening and where that is going. I want to say that I think that while it's not a new phenomenon for brands to have integrations into popular video games. Like there's always been, you know, like skins and like different, I don't know, like controllers and stuff. They do pay for like, you know, if you're playing a game that's like an open world and takes place in a city, there have been times where they have bought like billboard advertisement in fucking games. Oh really? Yeah. Like that, that's a thing that exists too. So it's not like this is new at all. But I think, There's many reasons why I believe brands took Animal Crossing under their wing. And I think a lot of things culminated for this to become the kind of like open market that it has become. And so let's just talk about like how we kind of got to this point and like what kind of led up to this. Cause there's like a lot of factors that like went into this becoming a thing. So the first one is obviously the popularity of the game that has like, some Over of the best 20, selling numbers. Yeah, it's like 23 million copies. It's making switches go out of stock. It's like 
one of the, if not the most, like, highest-selling game of all time in Japan or something like that. It's the second highest-selling game, and it beat Smash Ultimate, which yeah. shows you. And, and like, it, people are doing, like, eSports for fucking and it Smash, like, you know? broke Breath of the Wild numbers already, and that's only after being out for a few months. I know, like, that's the thing. Like, these numbers were getting reported when it had only been out for, like, three or four months yeah. and like we aren't even remembering that like this game has not even been out a full year it has been out since march so it's actually it is august 19th right now that is math uh five months wow that it's been out yeah yeah uh, so that's not a lot of time and for it to have surpassed all of these things it is remarkable like they really just it was the perfect timing the perfect storm you know quarantine and all that stuff really just like helped this out a lot i think but there's a few reasons why i think it also popped off obviously the pandemic and quarantine and stuff we don't want to go into details because we don't want this to be depressing but yeah obviously you know it allowed for people to have more time on their hands and less of an you know obligation to socialize outside a of a video game. Yeah, yeah, and it's a comforting place to be, and people were obviously looking forward to it. It is also a huge franchise that I feel yeah. like Nintendo often downplays. It was like, so like, I'm honestly so thrilled that these numbers are here to prove that like this community is so fucking massive, and that they should be you know, put up there with like some of these like the Zelda community. You know what I mean? Like Nintendo it's kicking has, Zelda's ass. Like they treat. Animal Crossing in the in their B tiers, whatever they call it, like Mario and Zelda. They're they I think she should be A tier. The A tiers, B tiers are like Kirby and Pikmin Yoshi. and Yoshi and Animal Crossing, Luigi's and, Mansion. Yeah, so like this is some A tier shit. Now, I, I think believe. so. I certainly do. And I think another thing about it is the you know the timing that when it was released outside of the quarantine aspect. More now than ever, like gaming has become just more popular in general and more seen as a hobby that a lot of people do instead of it being just like, oh, only certain type of people are into video games. You've got to be someone that's like a loner. You don't have friends. You're, you know, male like there's so many stereotypes that I feel like obviously still exist. I mean, we just saw that horribly misogynistic article about women games yes. from what was that fucking, it was from parade and then parade. E3, the company behind E3 shared it. And so yeah. obviously there's still so many stereotypes with gaming, but I feel like now more than ever, gaming has become more of an accepted hobby pastime, yeah. pastime career choice. It, it like surpasses, you know, financially speaking like all movies and tv like combined oh yeah know? of course like, it is a huge industry and so many people are in it especially mobile gaming has really helped with and that it's also well. become more accessible to people there's you know there's a lot of free things now like a lot of games are free there's also a lot of controllers for people that have some sort of disability or special need where they need a specific type of controller or you know it's not fucking perfect by any yeah, means yeah. but like there have been so many more improvements to the entire industry industry so i think it's also like this game being released at a time where being a gamer is not seen as like it still has a little bit of like a like a stereotype okay but it's still more accepted as like oh everybody plays video games yeah you know what i mean yeah and also with the console i feel like that it was also released on because the switch being like it's it's mobile plus also at also home, docked yeah like console it's just a great console that people are 
it's an accessible console for people to get into as well. It's the um, least expensive out of all of the big ones. Yeah, that was if you could get your goddamn hands on it when right. Animal Crossing came out because it was sold out for a while. But I think another factor that's like really huge as to what led up to all of this is that Animal Crossing is a very safe game for advertisers. Oh yeah. Animal Crossing content as a whole. I mean, you can go into some like some dark shit with like people fetishizing villagers and things like that. Oh yeah. Of but course. like everyone's got their fucking corners. The the game itself is very PG. Extremely PG and that is also especially New Horizons, they got rid of so many of the factors that of like negativity. You yeah. know what I mean? So it is like the perfect place there's nothing negative that could be associated with your brand by putting it into this game, essentially. That's what advertisers are looking for. They're looking for a safe thing. Like, they're not going to put their advertisements into, like, a Call of Duty because right. that has violence and is associated with more of those negative stereotypes about gaming and things. And so they don't want their advertising in that. They want it in this. They're- I'm also seeing the same thing with Fall Guys, which is not at all similar to Animal Crossing. It's a... But it's similar... It's a Battle Royale game, but there's no violence. It's literally just yeah. wipeout platforming kind of a thing. But there's no enemies. There's no shooting. You know what I mean? Like the, it's There's literally not even just- any voice chatting for like you know, harassment to be happening in that way. The only kind of emoting you can do is like a little like chicken motion. You know what I mean? Like you can yeah. just do like a little like, haha taunt. Or like a big open hug kind of thing. You yeah. Know? But there's like, no, like the only thing you could do is see like someone with a shitty username, but you don't even yeah. have to have their usernames visible. Exactly. You so can toggle that. that is a very fresh new game that just came out and you're already seeing branded costumes being added into that and it is super popular like this game is going to like that's how a lot of developers now they kind of fund their games is like they have like sponsored if it's free to play or like a really cheap game to get fall guys is like 20 dollars you can have like advertisers pay for a costume that is just like a paid thing that doesn't do anything else for you besides it's just an aesthetic and then that's how they get to advertise in the game and also make a little money on it. But as the well. uniqueness with Animal Crossing is that you don't have to pay Animal Crossing to have a skin in the game. There's no microtransactions. You like that. No, I'm I'm talking about the brand. So say yeah, you're yeah, a yeah. brand and say you're Denny's, for example. Denny's has been doing this shit, right? So say you're Denny's and you want to make a Denny's Island, you do not need to pay the developers of this game to add Denny's equipment into the fucking game. You got custom designs. They're just making custom designs and that's what all these brands are doing. And so that's what makes it great because it's literally fucking all they need to do is buy a copy of the game and a switch and have someone on their team. They got to drag that social media intern out from the dark corner they put them in and be like here it's build not an a, island <laughs> i honestly i hate when people say that it's interns it's not these are these are normal paid social media managers that went to college with a communications degree that are working these jobs they would never in their lives give an intern like access to like their social media platforms they really would not and so i what you see happening is like, first of all, if you're the social media manager at a brand like this and your job is to be able to play animal crossing, can you imagine? I know. Right. Like here, I got like a couple hours every day. Cause you, you to get the islands to the points where these brands have now gotten them, you got to put some time into that. You certainly need to be able to unlock like the able sisters. 
Yeah. And that takes time. Hours and days. And that's why, like, you know, as we'll get into, like, islands are starting to show up now as, like, brands have been like, ooh, interesting. Let's hop on that. And then it's, like, a month to, like, build it up. Yeah. Unless they're time traveling, which... They probably are. I mean, yeah, I would maybe deadlines, assume. you know, all that. <laughs> and then, like, think about, like, you could say you're applying for a job right now in social media for a brand. And like one of the things you could do is like literally bring this up and be like, yeah. I also play animal crossing. And I know that this is untapped potential for us to do some sort of branded content there. And I know what I'm doing and I would be able to get that campaign started like very quickly. Yeah. Like, especially if you were someone that like knew how to time travel and shit. Cause like not every average animal crossing player knows how the to unlock everything yeah. quickly. So like you have it free for both, Everybody in it that owns the game, as well as for the brands that just buy a copy of the game, it's free for them to make their clothing, to make their designs, whatever. And then it's free to have this island that people can come and visit. There's no like needing to pay for anything unless, you know, or do they got bouncers on their island being like, give us 5,000 bells to come no, check that would out be bad that. marketing. Yeah. So they're not doing that. It's free for the entire ecosystem of it, it's just like, hey, here's something that's very click worthy, you know, Animal Crossing hashtag is going to have a lot of stuff in it. Let's get our brand in there. Let's get our designs in now the searchable Able Sisters da- database, you know, yeah. it's just and it's like smart. it's always trending like it, it, especially in the first few months that it was, you know, around like it was trending like every update, pretty much every day. Every but, update is huge news. Yeah. Every single time that there's a new trailer out for something it trends on Twitter. And so everybody knows that it's a great place to capitalize. So let's talk about the way this all began was a lot more like less of a marketing, like advertising ploy and more of just like a unique way to, you know, fix a situation that was shitty. So this is trigger warning. We're going to talk about pandemic stuff, obviously with the pandemic and everything that was going on, a lot of colleges and high schools and things like that could not have graduation ceremonies. Some still did a lot did not. And so the beginning of this, you're seeing this in a small way. You see a lot of universities and high schools and stuff. They were having virtual graduations in the game. Um, and I think that, really, that was obviously branded with like their school logos and things yeah. like that. I think it, that really was important for all this. Cause it showed that animal crossing, there's so much that you can edit there's whether it's terraforming or just like designs that, it is a. It can be used as a platform mm-hmm. for something. So there's enough creativity lie. in there to make it a platform. I guess because The Sims isn't something that like is constantly getting the the awareness of the public right now because it's been out for so long. I'm just surprised that we don't see more brands doing similar things in. But the I Sims. mean, also in The Sims, you can do more malicious stuff yeah you know? you're right so you're there's right. more adult content in sims than there is in animal crossing so so yeah we were seeing it with the schools and then i feel like the very first like big brand outside of the university <laughs> was unfortunately PETA. yeah that was it was not great no um, never is so PETA, it, it was so I just don't understand the logic of what they did. I understand it. PETA does what they always do. PETA's marketing strategy is getting attention, whether it is from outrage or negativity. Like they have, first of all, they, you can look up the company and by the way, we are not endorsing like any of these brands that we're going to talk about. We're just discussing them. 
Um, some of them I do think are doing some cool things, but like as a whole, like I'm not here like being a slut for a brand right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, and also this is completely unsponsored. (laughs) Um, but with PETA, they're, they're known for garnering negative attention as a way of marketing their entire company. Um, they do horrible things and they're, I mean, literally like when I was taking classes in college about, um, marketing and advertisements and the way that misogyny and sexism is used, PETA was always like the number one example given. So they're, they have a terrible history of just being shitty. And so it did not surprise me that the way that they marketed trying to capitalize off of the popularity of animal crossing was to just essentially bash the game. But the part of it that was just so funny and ironic was that they literally in turn had to play the game and buy the game and have some employees at PETA play the fucking game in order to make this marketing yeah, campaign. So like they were basically protesting that you can fish and catch bugs in the game. And so to protest that they made custom designs, they had like a full island of people. So they had like eight people all wearing these custom designs on an island in a little video that they produced. It's just so funny that they bought this that many times and did that all, spent all that time in this game to protest the game. Yeah. And obviously it backfired. And I, to this day, like I, I don't know how they make their money. Like I truly do not. They probably have donations from people. Yeah. They're backed by some shady people probably. And so it's just very interesting. So that was one of the first ones where everyone was just like laughing at this brand for doing that. Um, and then everybody else just kind of like all culminated at like, honestly, the same time. And you're probably right. It had something to do with everybody leveling up their game enough to be able to make sure. Like, I happen. think for like the first like month or so, once again, it was early in the pandemic. Who, everything was thrown under the, like all these companies were busy figuring out yeah, their what COVID were they gonna fucking do? Yeah. strategy. And then like, once they could pay attention again and like reassess their marketing strategies, essentially, cause they probably had to scrap everything that they're trying to do. I mean, they were too busy sending out email saying unprecedented times. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So then they get to see like, okay, so what's something creative and new, you know, a nice brainstorming sesh. And they see that like, Oh, look at this new game. It's so popular. And you can make custom designs in there. And like, you can like change the Island and decorate it around and stuff. That could be interesting. Make a flag and t-shirts and hats. So there's just now been like so many that have done things. And then another micro way that people were doing it was just people in normal office jobs. These are unspecific brands. I don't even know. I can't name any off the top of my head that were conducting like their meetings in Animal Crossing. Which is also kind of just baffles me. It's cute. but Can you imagine you doing that? Because I don't work in an office. I work for myself. It's already bad enough to schedule meetings and try to get people just into a meeting. And then to let alone be like, hold on, I'm flying in. Oh, wait, somebody get off their phone. Like, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) And then outside of that, you would still. It would just be so distracting. You're going to use the really shitty Nintendo online voice chat stuff. Then you'd still have to use like some sort of Zoom or something on the side to conduct the actual meeting. So I think that it's just like it could be cute. It could be fun. But to me, it just sounds like it'd be a huge. I feel like it would just be fun for like one time as like a morale thing. Yeah. Yeah. But that's also assuming that everybody has access to the game. Yes. Are the companies providing those games? Yeah, that's a little (laughs) classist. So then we've seen just like actual brands literally making full dedicated islands um, to their brand. And so some of them are going the route where they're literally just dead ass advertising for their whatever product. Um, And then you have some that are 
using this as a way to do some sort of good for the world. They're doing some sort of charity mm-hmm. as a result of whatever they're making in Animal Crossing. So yeah. let's talk about the people that we think are doing some cool shit. So one that's happening right now is Hellman's. You know, that mayonnaise. <laughs> so We love a mayo. Uh, they're doing something that I think is not only <laughs> something for a really good cause, but it's also a really clever idea in the game yeah so it's uh, more creative than just simply making their normal like branded clothing in the game because like obviously that like looks cool like i've seen like wawa for example do that right yeah yeah so like that's cool like we love to see it but this is like literally taking an element and a feature of the game and actually utilizing it in a creative way to advertise for this campaign that they are doing yeah so what they're doing is they're donating to second harvest which i believe is a canadian food drive to you know provide meals yeah and i think this need. is just hellman's canada yeah this is hellman's canada but i'm sure i mean like you can, you can go Go to the island if you're not Canadian. I'm just saying, like, um, of course, the American elements is not doing yeah, something cool. Yeah, and uh, I'll just shout out that this is running from uh, August 17th, which has already passed, uh, till 12 noon. I think that's noon. No, that's 12 midnight on Saturday, uh, the 22nd. Okay, okay. Yeah. So what you're doing is your Hellman's has an island, and you're going there, and you're taking your spoiled turnips with you. And they're trying to be against food waste. Yeah. And also just like, you're also not doing anything with spoiled turnips, except maybe getting an ant. Yeah. And so then you go to their Island and for every spoiled turnip you drop, they will donate a meal up to 25,000 meals. They said, so I think that is just, it's really, really clever. It's for a good cause. And it's just taking something that's in the game. That's like, what do I do with these spoiled turnips? I, oh, I fucked it's up. It's very clever I don't, marketing. Yeah, it's, that to me is And genius. it makes them look good. It makes you think like, Hellman's, they're doing something cool and it's also Animal Crossing, so it's getting the Animal Crossing demographic. Because that's another thing I wanted to bring up is that the Animal Crossing demographic, like if that's not the demographic that you normally hit with whatever your brand or product is, like yeah. this is a great way to get new people for your brand. Yeah. You know? So like this makes Hellman's look good, makes them look charitable. They're doing something good. And it's, it's actually like a clever feature of the game that they're utilizing for this. So overall, I think it's just cute. And I mean, I'm happy that they're donating, you know? Yeah. I just want to shout out. They have like quote attractions that you can do once you do drop your turnips. And I think these are, some of these are also super, creative again they have once again we're not endorsing we're the not helmets or any of the brands we were discussing today yeah but i just think as a marketing thing this is really clever so in their able sisters they have hung up a whole bunch of merch for Hellman's. right um and i also guess now if you were to visit them during the dream suite you would be able to take their designs that way too from true. the little terminal yeah let me dream about Hellman's. you know love to dream about miss <laughs> mayo uh so then you can go to the bulletin board and they have tips on how to be creative and make the most out of what's in your fridge to reduce food waste. Wow, okay. So that's a really, the bulletin board, she's not being used for anything right now, let's be honest. So true. So, I thought they were going to have like recipes to use with Hellman's mayo. Yeah, no. So like, I think that's also just like super smart to push this whole like campaign of like no food waste, you know? Right. Yeah. And then they have a small island that's like shaped like their ribbon 
okay, logo okay. where you can take a photo op on it and stuff. Right. And then they also have some other things that you can tour. I'm not going to go into I hope they them, covered like, it with like blue roses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I just think that like the use of the bulletin board in that way too, it's just super smart. They built a really cohesive campaign here that feels like it's genuine. Yeah, like that is literally like they probably already had the campaign in mind where they were like, we want to reduce food waste. You know, I'm thinking like the leftover remnants of mayo at the end of your jar. Like, what do you do with that? Yeah, I see yeah, a lot yeah. of TikToks that are like make dressing by shaking it up in the empty mustard jar, things like that. Mm-hmm. And so their campaign was food waste is a problem. We're going to donate. And then the way that they use Animal Crossing, like that is very like, well, I'm thinking of the, like the Mad Men room, you know, <laughs> Don Draper, like just, I don't know. I just feel like that is like a whole campaign that they're doing instead of it just being like, we are just advertising that our brand exists and now you can wear our merch in this yeah. game. You know what I mean? Like that's not as much of an actual marketing like campaign mm-hmm. other than just like a cheap, like free way to get advertisement and maybe some new eyes on your shit. Another thing that I think is cool. And this is encompassing, like this is encompassing multiple different museums, but a lot of museums are putting some sort of virtual museum kind of thing in Animal Crossing because we can't go to museums right now because of quarantine. Obviously, there is a museum in the game. Education is a big part of this game. You're learning about all this stuff. So it just makes sense that like a lot of it is coming down to um, clothing for uh, different nationalities and things yeah. that are significant and they're putting on like little displays of this clothing that they're making custom designs for. And I think that that's also just a really nice thing. We can't go to museums right now, you know? And I just think there's literally no harm in that at all. And I would love museums to always be funded and get the most attention that they can get. Yeah. Um, because I just think it's very important. And another one that was really good, um, was the Gillette, summer clothing line yeah and i gillette is a brand i'm not like she doesn't love you know yeah um but i think this specific campaign while there's always going to be that edge of like okay but this is literally just to like market gillette Yes. to people yes. obviously yes. that is the basis of all of these things these brands are trying to market their product but but at the end of the day what i think they did was cool they did they try to go for like a body positive thing. So they made a bunch of custom designs and they were kind of like the clothing that's like sheer or like a beach cover up and things like that, where you could see like everybody's legs. And so they had like multiple skin tones. They had people that had vitiligo. They had prosthetic limbs. They had people with stretch marks. And so I just think that is cool and useful and interesting. And while obviously overall it's like, shilling a razor brand that in the past was pretty misogynistic with their marketing in my opinion mm-hmm. um i think that you know we're seeing like we see stuff like this all the time from like dove i know like victoria's secret has tried victoria's secret's a terrible company so every time they try it fails usually <laughs> um but i think this is a much more positive marketing for something that has historically been thrust upon women as something that they had to do to be, yeah, you know, members of society. So I don't know. I think overall, like if you feel seen by the representation of these clothing 
pieces, then like that's amazing. Yeah, that's and I'm really into that. Awesome. Yeah. You know? And it is creative. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this is not necessarily a brand, but I think it's just a clever idea of again how Animal Crossing is being used as a platform for different creative adventures. Um, is there was a show that was on Twitch? It's now actually on hiatus. Uh, but it's called Talking Animal mm-hmm. and or Animal Talking. Sorry, got that backwards. And it was a talk show that was hosted fully in Animal Crossing. And, and it was streamed live on Twitch. Streamed live on Twitch. They had like a whole studio set up. And I'm assuming it's maybe it's a house. Maybe it's Photopia. Who knows? But it was like they had like the camera. And I feel like it must be a house. They had you like, can't have people come on in Photopia. Oh, yeah, true. And then they had like, you know, a person on like the drums, you know, and they had like the city sky, uh, like um, wallpaper in the background to make it look like it's a late night TV show kind of set. Yeah. And then they had really like a wide range of different guests come on. And there were like very like well-known celebrities. Yeah. Like they had Phil Spencer, who's the head of Xbox. He was like one of the last guests that they had on before they just they went had, on like, hiatus. They had like Selena Gomez or something. Yeah. Like they just, it. I just think that's so clever. There's so many objects in the game that just fit into that perfectly. I saw photos of the set that they yeah. had and it was really well done. They've since moved on to Fall Guys because Fall Guys is the hot new game. So I mean, yeah. that isn't... That's not, that just is like, oh, they used this because it was popular and now they just like threw it away because, oh, now the, Fall Guys, is, Fall the guys thing. is really popular right now. So, but I still think it was a clever idea in general and it would be cute. Like, say this podcast had like a visual yeah. component that was like in there. We're not going to be doing that, but no, no, no. You know, I just, that's cool. And plus, I wouldn't want to steal someone else's idea, but mm-hmm. that is cool. Um, so then some other brands that like, they did some stuff, but it's not like, it's just, it's a thing that existed. Like, it's so not- obviously there's been tons of just like, I made my shirt and I know there's a toilet uniform. paper brand. I don't know which one, but they did something in animal crossing and I could not for the life of me find I it. I want to say it was Charmin, <laughs> but I cannot I remember. Know, was it those bears? <laughs> there's been a billion just things like that where it's just like the brand made their merch and stuff yeah, in the game. Yeah. Um, one that I thought, I feel like I have a love hate with it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Tatcha, which is a, uh, skincare overpriced skincare line at Sephora. <laughs> I'm not afraid to say it. Um, <laughs> they, They did a marketing campaign that I feel like I have a personal issue with the way that it is. So essentially they made their island into a spa, um, which I think is cool for people that are visiting, right? They Um, was to promote some new... Some new skincare product, right? So they made their whole island a spa. That's cool. That's a fun experience. There's a lot of spa-like elements to Animal Crossing that I feel like would lend itself cool to that brand. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the thing that I didn't like was so i'm actually a reformed influencer (laughs) so Uh, i used to be a uh, this is oh god so cursed i used to be a youtube beauty guru for a long time almost a decade and uh you know i was on these pr lists right and i was you know doing the thing reviewing the the products she was doing all that and then it got to a point where i stopped making that content i left the platform and i was still getting these pr products and i was just like this is so wasteful i'm not even reviewing these things or talking about them for people that don't know like about this whole industry like 
uh, content creators get PR boxes of like new products. And this is not just the beauty yeah. industry. Every no, industry yeah, is like every this. Industry has this. But like speaking specifically about the beauty, because that's, you know, what we've seen, the, the PR packages themselves are full of a lot of waste. They are so wasteful. Yes. Some of them, it's like they're trying to make the most elaborate package that they can make to grab the eyes, right? Yes. And so then you get it and you're like in a sea of lipsticks that you've received that week. The thing that had like a cool box that lit up when you opened it and had a television that played the marketing ad and everything like that. Like that's the thing you're going to put on your Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. And, but then all of these influencers are left with like batteries and televisions, like mini screens and lights and plastic and all the shit that they have to figure out where to dispose of properly so that they don't end up in a landfill. And let's be honest, most people are not actually going out of their way to figure out where to properly dispose of these things. Yes. And so over time I just ended up like emailing all these companies that were still sending me PR and either in the beginning I was just like when I was still making content I was like can y'all just like send it like with just the box like we don't need all the extra fixins yeah and then it was just like okay I'm actually like done receiving this stuff like in general like I'm trying to you know not have waste plus I'm not even I don't wear makeup anymore so it's just like it's absolutely wasteful right so the reason why I don't like this Tatcha campaign because it kind of leans into that and I feel like for a time in the beauty industry they were hearing there were people that were not just me and i was you know i only had like 170,000 subscribers which is like absolutely fucking nothing it's something but like it was nothing compared to like the level of popularity people usually have in this industry and so you had a lot of people with like millions of subscribers talking about this so it was getting attention and people were finally starting like brands were finally starting to like send their stuff with like either return envelopes that anything that you weren't going to use, you could send back, which lowers the waste, or they were just shipping the product in the cardboard boxes without a bunch of bells and whistles. Right. So to see Tatcha, what they ended up doing was they made this whole Island. That's great. Like go off smart way to market your product. But then they sent out a bunch of influencers, like custom switches that had like Tatcha's color is like a lavender yeah. And so they sent out switches. I think there were switch lights that had like a custom lavender case on them. Not like a travel case, but like the, yeah. the shell of the thing. And so while I'm sure that there were some influencers that were like so pro- like probably so thrilled to receive a switch because they were like, oh, hey, I love video games. Like I'm going to be playing this shit. But then there's obviously going to be people in that category that like absolutely don't give a fuck. And so now they're left with like this fucking electronic product that they're going to have to figure out what to do with because it's, it's, it's actually illegal to resell PR and it would be very obvious because it has like this custom case on it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And also if you're caught like reselling PR, like you're just going to at the bare minimum completely sever your relationship with this brand mm-hmm. because they're going to see that and be like, ow, like fuck yeah. that. You know, we don't give you stuff to resell on eBay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think like had they done that campaign with just the Island, but I think the giving out of the console is just wasteful, frankly. And I feel like the demographic, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. Like if you're just trying to get the average person that shops at Sephora that it's, it's like luxury too. Like Tatcha is not cheap. It's not one of those inexpensive Mm. brands. So if like you're trying to get your luxury like audience to buy your product, like that's already a thing. So I feel like when you're marketing an animal crossing, what you're looking for is you're trying to 
I think the market that they're looking for when they're marketing a brand for Animal Crossing is like yeah. you're trying to get young people, specifically young Everybody women. just wants to get, you know, the young folks. That's the hottest marketing group. So I think sending out custom switches to people that have shit tons of money is like not the best way to do it. You know what I mean? I think like just making a clever place to visit and advertising in that way, I feel like what it boils down to is that their, their goal, like PR is always usually things that's like, you're not required to like use these things or talk about them or anything, but their goal would be is like, to have want, it be flashy to enough want, to show it off. Yeah, want somebody to be like, I'm going to load up this Switch and play Animal Crossing and go to this island and show it in whatever content that I make or talk about it or whatever. And, you know, the fraction of people that got this versus that actually would go through with something like that. And then, like, yeah, where where does this all go? Is it just something that's needlessly consumed to just die in a corner and then eventually get thrown out or something. I just feel like a better way to do it. Like, I don't know. Obviously like I'm not a brand. So I, I mean, I have a brand, but I don't advertise in this kind of capacity. I, what I would do is instead of sending the switch out to the normal influencer base, because the normal influencer base already has an audience that is prone to buying these skincare products, yeah, right? Yeah. So you're trying to tap into an audience that you have not already gotten, right? And they're tr- clearly trying to get like a young audience, clearly women, okay? Like mm-hmm. it's not lost on people that, you know, th- the numbers of women that are playing this game, even though gender is useless and does not matter at all. Like it's, they are higher and there's a lot of young people playing games in general. So what I would do if they were me is I would be sending this out to like a streamer that plays Animal Crossing. I and would be doing I would be like I'd find a streamer that's a popular Animal Crossing streamer or maybe not even Animal Crossing but like someone that might play Animal Crossing but there's plenty of influencers variety streamer yeah, or something like that. Yeah. That are on Twitch or something like that. You send them the Switch, you give them the PR package because they're going to actually fucking use it and go to that island. And then they're going to show their entire viewership that may not know who that skincare brand is or normally buy expensive skincare. Reach audiences that may not even know about you. But I also, you know, maybe it worked really well for them the way that they did it by just introducing it to the market that they normally advertise to. I don't know. I mean, I would do it as like sort of like kind of like contest giveaway to like your audience of people that actually like you to be like, hey. get a custom switch. Yeah, like get a custom switch, you know, just like enter a contest like a to get a custom switch. like a fucking lavender switch light. Yeah. Are you kidding? The switch light comes in such terrible colors. Yeah. So I think that that would be smart. Just like get people interested in being like, Hey, we've got an Island. Do you want to visit it? You can enter to win a switch here. Yeah. Like, and like they post about it on their normal, like Instagram and stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. There's I, been, I don't think it's like necessarily wrong. I just think it's wasteful. Like it's just, I, I'm just, yeah, it's wasteful. PR is always going to be wasteful. That's why like, the only PR that we've gotten for our Twitch and this has been a digital copy of the game. And that's been great, you know? And yeah, that's cool. (laughs) I think that, you know, the less creative ideas are obviously like when you're just putting your design into your game or whatever, like those are always going to be the ones that are like, wow, you're literally just using it because it's popular and people will see honestly right through it. And then there's like, Mark Jacobs put some of their clothing into... Yeah, they did, like, a whole clothing line for Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. And I'm just like, 
okay, like, yeah, Do there's custom clothing. Do they really think, clothing, though, that, like, like, fucking 20-year-olds that play Animal Crossing are going to go out of their way to buy Marc Jacobs designer clothing? Like, yeah, the aesthetic, it's like, do they know cottagecore is the aesthetic here, honey? Like, you know, and Marc Jacobs is not cottagecore. That bitch that made that <laughs> strawberry dress, she should put it in Animal Crossing. Yeah. And then if yeah. you wear it, you get a discount on that fucking, it's very expensive dress. Yeah. It's like yeah. $500 dress. That's what... Like that, that's, that's something that would actually pop off in Animal Crossing. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Says Rachel in a strawberry dress. That is not that strawberry dress. Oh my god, I am wearing <laughs> a strawberry dress. It's black. Oh god. All right. I think with that we can head on over to the dream suite to talk about some questions and submissions from all of y'all. All right, so the first question we have here is from Ranch in our Discord. If you could add three features to the Nook phone, what would they be? So one of them, I think, unanimously is the bank. Yeah, the a phone. banking app, a, an actual phone app to, to, call, call, to call people on your phone. And have that use, like, the megaphone. Yeah, I think that that would be great. And I would love a Dodo Airlines app to be able to buy tickets to book a flight book to book a flight to buy tickets virtually no but like what it would really be is like it would show like who on your friends list is open right now to actually having people come over oh okay and also let you buy a ticket and like if they really wanted you to like skip the whole airport thing and everything like it could it's like what if it's like the TSA pre-check or whatever it was where it's like you buy your ticket in your app and then you just get to walk into the airport and just like walk Show right the back. Ticket yeah, leave. like you know, something like that. <laughs> that would be cool. That's that's smart. Sorry. Um, I have two that I think would not happen but would be just cool. Yeah. One would be a social media app. Yeah. And it would be yeah. fucking adorable if the villagers on your island, as well as maybe some of the NPCs, would have some sort of like fake Facebook feed. Okay. They could call it like Nookbook or something. Flashback to if any of y'all tuned into us streaming the original Animal Crossing on the GameCube when Tom Nook was having you like do jobs to like promote his stuff. Like what if Timmy and Tommy were like running ads on like a social media that yeah. was like then like your villagers were posting to. And then like, and they were also writing more to, there were like signs around your town and like they would write to your bulletin board and stuff. It, essentially the bulletin board could be that if they actually used it, but. And then they could, it could get creative. It could be like, if there was somebody in your campsite, it could be like a post from that person being like, wow, I'm staying on this really cool island like right check now. In. This is wild. You know, like that kind of stuff is clever. And then like Poppy just checked in at the Nook's Cranny. Harvey posting like photos of like different sets in Photopia. I just think a social media app would be adorable. It's, you know, if they're going to lean into the phone thing, that would be really cool. I don't even really need cool. to post on it. Like I'm just there to look. I like, think another... Okay, maybe I have a few more than three. Um, <laughs> another one would be a music app that lets you play KK Slider songs, and they actually play like it, you would hear that in your speaker instead of it just being in a radio. So it's like it's what on you. What if that like replaced the hourly music that was playing? Yeah, that's kind of what I mean. That or it was that, like much louder. Okay, they legally need to add that because if I can stop the hourly music and just play Bubblegum KK, then yes, absolutely. I think that would be very cool <laughs> as well. And then the last one that I'm thinking of is kind of a la Pocket Camp, where okay. you basically have like a Facebook marketplace slash like an eBay Craigslist kind of thing where you can sell items to your friends list. 
Like your yes. physical friends list. Oh, this just brings up like like the market box thing yeah, you used to have. The, in Pocket Camp, that market box. That was such I I thought for sure that was gonna show up in this game. It Since was, there's phones. You could just list these items you want to sell and then all of your friends could see what's in your little market box and buy them from you, and then the next time you log in, you get those bells. Like I thought for sure that would be something in here. And if they did like an eBay style app, that would be so good. Yeah. That would be so smart. You could sell like di- extra DIY also, that cards. Would just like kill Nookazon. <laughs> like it I would mean, just completely destroy it. But I mean, I'm not I'm not like I mean it whatever. wouldn't because like your you know, your friends might not have everything that you need. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If, but they, I if just they turned it into like an able they would never do this because they want you to grind for items yourself. But like in uh Able Sisters type thing where you can like search for an item and just buy it from somebody else. Right. Doubtful. They would never do that. I don't even know if they would allow you to put furniture and stuff in there. I think that would be cool. I think it would be great if you could do fruit, fish, bugs, fossils, fucking DIY cards would be amazing. Flower seeds. Flower seeds, whatever. Literally any kind of item that you can pick up and put in your inventory. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, well, last one that like, I literally just went to my phone home screen and I was like, what apps could be useful? A weather app to tell you what the weather is going to be for the next few days to see like, oh, Hey, there's going to be rain on this day. I should really play so I can catch a coelacanth. Yeah. Things like that. Like a weather app would be cute. Especially now that we know that, you know, based on the weather seed, when you start up a game, your weather for the entirety of forever is already determined. So they could do that. They could tell you what the weather is going to be. Right. So just keep me talking. I got ideas. Nintendo, hit me up. <laughs> okay, so this next one comes from our Twitter, uh, from official Skimble's, Skimble Shanks fan account. Incredible. Incredible <laughs> um, username. Any cast fans out there. Uh, if y'all could have a second themed island, what would the theme be? Oh my God. <laughs> Shut up. I would probably actually do like a legit cottagecore one, and one day I probably will turn Coral Cove into that. <laughs> but I would also do a lost themed island. Um, I would like to do some form of haunted thing where it's like a spooky Halloween town or it's, um, I actually just saw this idea earlier and I'm like, damn, that's so good. I want to do that as like an island with a murder mystery on it. Mm-hmm. You know, just let me introduce murder into Animal Crossing. Absolutely. Yeah, more murder. Yeah. That's what this game needs. <laughs> so this is from Brittany. If you were able to make an Animal Crossing game, what's the title slash villager origin story and what features across all games or what new features would you include? Because that's kind of like, what did you think New Horizons was going to be essentially? I really did think that we were still going to be a mayor. I Um, did not expect it to be a tropical island before I knew that it was called New Horizons and mm -hmm. like all of this. I thought it was still going to be like a town that is attached to like a world and not just like an island. Yeah. I think that I wouldn't go back to that personally. I like Oh, for sure. More than being on an island. Do I Um, love the beachy moment? Absolutely. But you had beaches in the, you know, the original ones too. But I think what I would do is I would have like a, like a normal town again, um, maybe you could be more than mayor. You could be like town planner. So it's kind of like you're the mayor, but then you have like the terraforming town planning aspect where you are able to like design where people's houses go. Maybe you would have to get like signatures again, like a new leaf to be able to make shit happen, but you'd still be like the planner of everything again. Yeah, that and is... then incorporating the airport aspect of new horizons, you would be able to fly to visit a tropical 
Vista Island that had maybe a couple of shops, a cap and moment. You'd be able to travel to Harvey's campground and have like a national park moment where maybe there were specific bugs and fish that only spawned there. Yeah. And Ooh. maybe Ooh. he had his cabin photopia moment. I don't know. And then you could fly to like the big city. Yeah. I don't know. Like incorporating the airport aspect to be able to hop around to get different environments. I guess I, honestly, kind of like Sims. Yeah. If you yeah. think about it, like different worlds. It would yeah, it would be cool to just be able to fly to like you know Tortimer Island and New Leaf was just always summer. If you could go to different islands that were one in each season, you know, mm-hmm. just to experience them all. I think that I would take some things back. I would be. I think I like the idea of being mayor, resident representative is too long, first of all, and also very vague. Um, and so I loved being I, mayor. I, I loved it. Really, it was cute. Things that I would want to go back to is like, I would like to be in a town that is like connected to the world and not an island. I would like to be like, I am coming to a So pre- you want like a main street again? Yeah. Like I, I liked I, the I liked city folk said, main street. Yeah. I liked that there was lore, like the fountain did extra shit. And then yeah. you could like the go New down the alley. The was kind alley. of boring, honestly, besides the fact that you really expanded it a lot. Right. But the, I really liked the city folk city. Yeah. Um, it was shady. There were aspects of it that like only certain things happened at nighttime. There was a movie yeah. theater. Like I just... I would like to have that kind of style back. And I am a mayor that is coming into something that has already pre-existed, but then eventually I'm building up via like ordinance or like I'm getting special permits that I can now change terraforming. I can do the island design. I'm personally still kind of like eh, the terraforming. I've not done terraforming, but you know, if they wanted to have that, I just think that, That is kind of the aesthetic that I would want to go back to is coming into something that's pre-established and more not tropical. Right. So the next submission is from Steph who said, I'm still catching up with the pod. So sorry that this has been, if this has been brought up, but how do y'all feel about the hair selections? I personally wish that we had more to choose from because I always seem to be rotating between two styles. I think that this game has some of the like, they okay. They gave us customized skin tones, which was absolutely one hundred percent so necessary and should oh, not have been God. a feature. Yeah. Like it should just be like that's the way the game is, has been. Yes, yes. So like that's amazing. So glad that they finally did that. The hairstyles, I feel like, and hair colors, honestly, like the least amount from like any of the other games. So I would love to see somehow like if they added Harriet back and you got more stuff because I know long hair absolutely lacking um colors absolutely lacking and i know you're seeing so many people especially people of color that like don't feel like their hair texture is represented in the hair there's like maybe like two men's hairstyles that like kind of are giving that but like in terms of like long hair like you don't see like curly hair at all everything's just that like noodle like wavy hair yes yeah. and like it would be cool to have like some actually textured hairstyles and i've seen some mock-ups that are cool i would personally like it if they introduced more of this stuff by bringing back harriet and being like oh you have to like all these other wild colors you have to get it dyed at shampoodles you can't do that yourself but if they really wanted to just like but not- i think if they're updating hairstyles that are like normal like just actual curly hair i think those should be just like base i mean because i think it's kind of unfair oh absolutely yeah i mean i'm saying specifically for like hair colors and maybe some like maybe like if you wanted a mohawk 
or something you could yeah, go because there is a mohawk wig you know like you know? the more elaborate like wacky out there hairstyles could be just like her thing but again. like we learned all these things through nook mile little things that we bought at the beginning it'd be so simple to just be like oh hey there's something new you can buy with your nook miles that we've all saved up too many of so yeah like, we all have so many you, nook miles it, i feel like that would be a very easy way to bring back more so hopefully they do do that and so the last submission that we can get to today is from Mish of Bow Island. I have a Simon update. So Simon was what we're doing on our Discord, which you guys should join our Discord. It's a big Animal Crossing community. Um, we have been passing the cursed entity of Simon that was from Chris's <laughs> Island, originally from Beans Island, around our Discord server. And the rule is that whenever he thinks... When he has a thought. Whenever he has a thought. Um, and he asks to move out, you let him go, and then somebody else in the server fosters him. So he just left Emily's Island and is now on Misha's Island. And so they finally gave me, I mean, not finally, it was literally like, that was like a week ago yeah, that he yeah, left. Yeah. Um, he finally they, has done something worthy of an update. He, they gave me an update. They said, hi, Rube. A quick Simon update if you want it. He's moved into my island, and when I saw him in boxes unpacking, he had one of those brown Froyo soft serve hats that looked like a pile oh, of shit on his head. Oh, I forget my. who gave him that, but... <laughs> who did that to him? I know that that's a thing. <laughs> that's not an accident. Um, then the other day he had on the ducky hat while he was zooming around the island. Dead girl's hat. So that's Bean's hat that used to be on her original island. Um, and she has since reset and has a completely new island. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's still hanging in my able sister. So, and your island designs from the able sisters are still up from your old island too. So it looks like if you delete your island, like they live on. Yeah, so that that's very interesting about cloud saving. Hmm, yes, it's almost hmm. as if like I could just keep making. Uh, it's almost like there's a database of your building, save. <laughs> I could build up to Able Sisters, and then I could just keep making a whole bunch of designs, and then deleting and starting over, and just have a ton of designs. Interesting, interesting. Um. So anyway, he had on the ducky hat, and he was zooming. And then lastly, he was sitting on the front porch, and he said to me. I sure do love long walks. Like, bro, you took three steps. Okay, have a great day. <laughs> so that is a Simon update. He is still he's wacky not, and weird. He is not used to being able to having long walks because I marooned him on an island by himself and he was not able to leave. So, True. you know, he did not... Long walks for him may not be very far. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you all for all the submissions, but I think that we're going to head into the best part of the episode, which is... Doxing our patrons. Yes. So these are the lovely people that help support the show. Um, they are over at patreon.com slash the villagers voice. And we do want to say we now have a new tier. Um, and if you decide to sign up for that tier, um, you will have your name thanked at the end on screen of all of our Twitch streams. Um, so Plus all of the like getting your name doxed right now. And yeah. you will have the role of Rogue Rovers in our discord yeah and this weekend we're actually doing a patreon gathering where we're going to play jackbox games with all of our patrons so if you want to support this show and our twitch streams you can head over to our patreon to do that but let's get into it all right we're kicking it off with Paige blue who is a photogenic backbone kelly is a knowledge thirsty klutz joanna tardiglini is a thrifty meteorite 
Kelsey is a Thorny Shell fan. Dylan Powell is a detail-oriented papa. Anthony Lowbridge Ellis is a worldwide father. Liz Lane is a late-night lawn clippings. Chantel Piat is a dad joke and animal. Stoicy is an omnivorous coordinator. Hollis B. Langley is a highly aware life form. Jasmine Lyons is a small fry wild child. Courtney McCloud is a mistakenly caught talent. Taylor Mays is an unparable crybaby. Megan McNally is an ancient wanderer. Emily Lopez is a bait-snatching flag waver. Zara Duncan is a flap and collector. Shannon Cusick is a sleepless ringleader. KevDiz81 is handmade trash. Mackenzie Bell is a buried sidekick. Jane Robertson is a change-it-up phoenix. Kim Vandersloos is an anonymous walking dictionary. E. Drain is an energetic frenzy. Sabrina Canton is a new leaf music lover. Zach Johnson is a friendship brute. Maddie Davis is a shifty muscle. Tara Joy is a hospitable ghost. Meg S. is a traveling paradise. Jess Adams is a casual punk. Tim Rogers is a radiant pioneer. Chloe Olivia is an unhindered remodeler. Elizabeth Lenz is a festive something or other. Katie is a specific tourist. Taylor Walls is an atmospheric shopaholic. Jenny is an off-season pal. Gianna Wozniak is a weak fowl. Alicia Ann Marie is an art school rose. Jackie Cabot is a flightless fossil. Yixing Unicorn is an easy breezy pear. Meliza M is a rowdy consumer. Natalie Bates is a self-paced tree. Mason Sacco is a swept away chum. Allie Reed is a nicknamed person. Robin Scantz is a tidy chill soul. Carol Elizabeth is a future grub. And Lindsay Wallace is an occasional club member. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for supporting the show. And uh, yeah. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week. Yeah, see you later. Bye.